welcome to Insolence on Parade, a Ramjack Feast of Virtue. Hello, everybody. I'm Alex, and joining me today for the podcast is our good friend Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. Winding down August, getting prepared for September, going into the high holiday times. Indeed. Fast approaching. Absolutely. I don't think I'll forget this year, Brad, but more on that later in future episodes. But we'll but who knows? We'll it's been pretty wild. Last week was crazy. I want to thank Tammy and Dan for stepping in. You guys had a fun episode. Haven't listened to it yet. It seems interesting from the, the premise. You know, we, maybe we had a very fraught episode. It could have been crazy. How would I know? I, I All I have was the, the episode description. The have never been higher. <laughs> well, now I'm looking much more forward to see what this drama is, what you guys worked mm. through. Mm. Spoiler alert, oh. friend. Bird facts. Ooh. All right. Thanks. I will keep that in mind. Um, obviously, today, this week, we are no longer on a casual train. We are watching another episode of TNT, and it is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Is hockey involved? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Decker's is honor? Is hockey mania involved? I... Maybe. I don't know about that. Maybe. I don't know what hockey mania is, to be honest. No. Did they? My question is because there was the whole thing. I do know of WrestleMania back in the '80s and '90s. So, my thought: Did wrestling steal that from the hockey teams of Canada, or did Canada steal it from wrestling, or was it just accidental that they used the word mania with their sport, sport, sports? You know what I say to that? <laughs> that's, a, that's a guttural growl. One of my favorite lines from Mr. T. I. The only time I think they have ever spun the wheels on that show is during the donut conversation, because everything else is so tight and so purposeful, and they bring it up later, but it has no bearing on the episode at all. Um, there, it's it's amazing. We'll get into um, it. We'll get into it's it. It's a game changer. I love it. Love everything about it. There are other things we want to talk about. Brad, you said you had an update from last episode. Do we want to jump into uh, that first? Yes. Update. Friends, I know by the time you heard the last episode, those those uh, creepy hollows uh, uh, freebies were gone. No. I'm sorry. It was a one it was it was for one week. We told listen, we told you in the episode even before that that there was a customer appreciation sale going on and mm-hmm. you guys need to get at it. Well guess what? I hope you kept at it. Uh because this week there's a whole new set of freebies. No way. What's That's the excuse right. this time? Uh, well, apparently every week it's a new set of things. So uh, oh. by the time you hear this, uh, these will be gone. So I, guys, you, you ought to, what you should do, you should get on that mailing list, uh, which I just signed up for today, by the way. Signed up for the daily <gasps> mailing list. Didn't get the text alerts. Not getting the daily text alerts. But in doing so, I did find out they're, they apparently operate out of Deltona, Florida. So they're close. Neighbors, practically. I'm, I'm just uh, 45 minutes away from Creepy Hollows. Yikes. Brad, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's for the friends of the show. Okay. What if you were gifted something from Creepy Hollows, knowing it was from Creepy Hollows? Um, well, as we discussed last week, please do not send us anything from Creepy Hollows. Send us money. We have to pay our hosting next month. Send us money. Send us money. Don't send us... Just making sure. Don't send us spells. Send ta- If you want to make a fake spell and send it to Tammy, she will accept that. I will accept dollars or gift cards. Yeah. But just to be very specific, not gift cards to Creepy Hollows. 
Do not give no. these people your money or the money Do, you might potentially no. give to the show. Um, no, just I making accept, that clear. I will, accept, I will accept gift cards for theme parks I will soon be at. Um, so uh, that, that I'll, I'll take I'll take Universal so I can use it at Horror Nights in a week and a half. Um, I will take a Disney card that I could use at some point whenever I get a Disney pass again. I will not accept a SeaWorld gift card. Never no, been to SeaWorld? Come on. Probably not going to SeaWorld. They are doing their own kind of Horror Nights thing this year. So I'm a little what? curious, but yeah. Well, wait a minute. Well, yeah. Why don't you, you gotta give it a try. Um, look, friend, I'm, I'm, I'm invested in, in Universal Halloween Horror Nights and yeah. uh, the Haunted Road. Like, that's, that's where my money's mm-hmm. gone. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got, a, I got, a, I got the full, like, ultimate frequent fear Horror Nights pass this year. I can go literally every night of the event every single night so you might you might uh, i don't know why Who i would knows? like pay for like a lesser horror experience just for the entertainment value of how bad is this compared to halloween horror nights but you know what it's not worth your time because you've got yeah. the past you just said and the only reason i clarify because again i haven't listened to last week's episode yet yeah, yeah. we talk so a lot behind. about creepy hollows the Mormons don't have anything they can we can buy to give somebody. I was just thinking, high holidays coming up. Don't get it twisted. No. Do not get anyone on the show anything related to Hello uh, no, to uh, not give it, Creepy Hollows. But but when you're buying your own items from Creepy Hollows, as I know you're oh, doing, oh yeah 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 uh, yeah sure. Guys, again, we got all the different levels. Of course, there's the there's the $25 and up gift bag thing. Now, you remember last time it, it went all the way up and there was even a $1,000 level. This was a gift you got if you spent $1,000 and it was a treasure was chest that, of, of items. Yeah. And was that the one that had the time travel trinket or a trinket uh, from no, the no, future no, no, or no, past? No, 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 no. The, the, Alex, that was a different sale. You're talking about a different sale. Okay. I'm um, sorry. I'm talking about customer, customer appreciation month. Um, Alex, this week, there's not only a $1,000 level tier. There's a two thousand, a five thousand, and an over ten thousand dollar tier. Impossible. Impossible. So, already. Uh, last time they were pretty vague, so we'll see if it's better this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the bottom and the top. We'll see what the difference is. Okay, if you spend over twenty-five dollars in creepy hollows, this mm-hmm. is what you're getting. How about an elevate power bag? Place any object in the bag to have it imbued with enchantments that surround you with incredibly strong energies, which will allow you to elevate supernatural energies and allow you to be more integrated and powerful with magic overall. Already better than last time. Already yeah. better than last time. Um, place an object in the bag and recite the following. Elevate the magical, magical by the way, M-A-G-I-C-K-A-L Magical Mm -hmm. energies around me to grant greater influence and potency in my magical gifts and activities. So you recite that. Then leave the object in the bag for 24 hours. After the 24 hours, sleep with the object within a foot of your (laughs) bed for three days. Huh. The enchantments last up to 60 days at a time and will provide you support and encouragement with your journey to love who you are, love the opportunities given to you, and find happiness along your journey. I'm beginning to see why this isn't the $25 column, because while this seems like a very powerful gift, a freebie, if you will, mm-hmm. um, it takes a lot of effort. Four days minimum before this starts taking effect. I mean, sure, but like, you know, you're doing that in your sleep. You know, you're doing it in your sleep. You just leave it by your sleeping spot for, th- you know. Listen, I, again, I think it's better than that lame-ass shit we had last week. So that's the $25 level. That's, a, that's okay. the Elevate Power Bag. 
now. We're gonna we're gonna blow past the fifty, the one hundred, the two hundred, of course, of course, the five hundred, the one thousand, the two thousand, the five thousand. I'm gonna tell you if you spend ten thousand dollars and a penny, this is what you will be getting: a custom-made leather-bound spell book with specially <gasps> selected spells, rituals, or enchantments that will help you on your journey. Each book is personally made, so they are each unique. Your book will contain special spells, rituals, and enchantments that will provide you amazing aid in your supernatural journey. Only those who receive will have the full details. So again, they like no, I was like, you listen to me, but like last week, they were a little they're a little secretive about what the details are on that high level. But only the ones that get this are gonna know all the details. So you're gonna almost win that ten thousand dollars. <laughs> so if, Alex, if you want to get ten thousand dollars worth of angels and werewolves, this is a great time to do it. So the only way I can do this is if I spend ten thousand dollars on something else, and then well, this over is 10, a freebie. 000. So it'll be ten thousand and one dollars, and then you'll get this free gift. What is possibly $10,000 on the website presently? Oh. Did you re- do that last week or no? I mean, Alex, there's all kinds of there's, there's all kinds of things here, Alex. This is a huge website. You can buy a lot of things. There's a lot of different levels but of things. $10,000? Wouldn't I like yeah, clear house? Wouldn't I be owning no, <laughs> everything? No! Now I own Creepy Hollows. It's the spell book no! to take over the web hosting. <laughs> no, there's so many spirits you can buy. And you don't get shipping on them. You, you can have them just sent through the ether. Like get like get like a hundred werewolves. Like wh- come on, have a party. For ten thousand bucks, I'm getting every werewolf between the years of 1970 and 1980 put in a box mm-hmm. for me, and then also a, a personally bound spell book. Now, if I'm going tier level, it's at least worth five thousand dollars because we jump from five thousand to. 10,000, correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. So even though it's freebie, I'm assuming that the cost is a court. It's, it feels like it's a freebie, but it's at least a, in the $10,000 tier. I don't, I don't know if that's right. I'm Nothing about this site ring, like truly resonates with me in a way that I understand it, you know? But I'm not a magic guy, no matter how it's spelled. I mean, listen, friend, there's some... I Listen, you could get some... You could get on some of the subscriptions... Um, you could, you could get, you could get that, you get in the Wish Club, you could get into the Love Club exclusive. That's $249 right there. Brad, for $10,000, I'm getting one of everything on the website. No, friend. There's no, no you're way. Not. There's <laughs> no, no way. Not. There's a lot, there's a lot of shit, and a lot of shit's very expensive on this website. For $10,000? Friend, um, I'm looking at a $200 Paranormal 101 book, the foundation class of everything you need to know. But friend, that's not personally bound, leather bound, and and, and like has special. But I'm spells saying it's two hundred dollars. You can rack up ten thousand dollars on this site without buy, without being able to buy everything. Don't worry about it. I just feel like once I spend ten thousand dollars, I'm like a grand, like special, like the magic is going to be overflowing. I might trip an alarm somewhere in in like the world monitoring magic if I make a ten thousand dollar purchase. Well, ten thousand dollars and one cent at I least think that's purchase. Some of that jewelry, some of that, some of that jewelry, like that's gonna that's gonna get up there. I mean, imagine that would be the only place you could really start racking up thousands mm. of dollars at a time, friend incorrect like you can spend some money you can spend some money here trust well then why then really what's can, stopping oh, anyone that, from that going here and doing it better than the items where they send you that random shit like that box of random shit is 250 dollars yeah <laughs> random estate like i i don't know i mean that's an insane amount of money i don't know who's maybe jeff bezos just buys everyone this i don't know who has the money to even 
need to waste on something like this, but fascinating. Well, also for Customer Appreciation Month, there's another freebie. You can get an animation of Supernatural Self. This binding, it's brand new, and it's free during Customer Appreciation Month. Huh. Uh, when you buy anything. So you'll also get this. Um, it's the next evolution of our infusion. The animation binding is about harnessing specific and individual attributes of yourself as related to magic and supernatural powers. Animation is a targeting for a specific metaphysical gift or ability that is within you and allowing that energy to become the forefront focus of your gift and abilities. Through animation, you gain greater control and application of supernatural energies and magic within your specific powers. Animation can be used in targeting, hidden, dormant, or apparent traits, abilities, and gifts within any or all of your three bodies. Animation is about activating and controlling specific metaphysical traits within you to gain the power you need to advance your own paranormal, paranormal narrative. An animation of a supernatural gift or magical ability allows you to target and pull through that specific gift in order to work with it specifically and amplify its contribution to your work as, as animations can often bring a significant enhancement to your gift. Ten acts are stronger when animated. I mean, <laughs> come on. Interesting. I, I'd never heard the word By animation the way, used um, in such a way. You get one of those free uh, with your choice of body at the 25. If, again, if you spend over a thousand, you'll get four animations to your choice of body, or all three bodies, and two animations of a rare supernatural gift. A rare supernatural gift will be chosen based on rare supernatural abilities seen within your past lives or ancestry, and may include rare gifts that are tied to non-human ancestry. So, you will receive a binding of your animation along with instructions for use. If you qualify for more than one animation, then you'll have all animations bound to a single vessel for a single point of control. I I feel like I would be disappointed if at some point, during Ramjack, that if one of our listeners or a group of listeners did not take the primer we are setting to create a, a, a company like Creepy Hollows and make bank, because there are people who apparently are willing to spend $10,000 during an Accustor Appreciation Month to get... Who keeps the spreadsheet? I want to. I would love to interview people exactly. from Creepy Hollows just to know how this works. How do I keep up with all of this nonsense for like something they're giving away for free with yeah. everything someone purchases? What is their like? How many purchases do they get in a month? Who are these people? How do you make Dude. it convincing at scale? Because I can get it from the website you're telling me, Brad. Of like, oh, I get this, and it's confusing and weird, but I'm I'm into it. How do you do that for hundreds of people a month, thousands of people a month? And just they gotta so have know, like a team of fifty or more, hundred. Um. Oh, hold, hold up, hold hold that thought for a second. Just put a pin in that. Okay. Um. Currently, there's still 964 of these animations available. So that's a nonsense. What does number. that mean? That doesn't. What does does that mean? They've already they've they've sold some. Uh, what what? How many did they start with? I don't understand. Uh, but friend, I I because again, as I was uh, learning about this website, trying to do a little bit more digging today, uh, finding out that they were locals, um, I I found out about their creepy crew. <gasps> and they have three people listed. I know there's like three people that basically run it. And they have a creepy crew. Uh, Juno, who is shipping staff and help desk. Mortimer, also shipping staff and help desk. And Nova, shipping staff and help desk. So we got Juno, Nova, and Mortimer. That's our creepy crew. And that's, you know, aside from, of course, you know, our, our, main, our main founding creepies. So... Three founding creepies and three uh, front desk crew. Mm -hmm. 
they have to have like a warehouse sweatshop of magicians and magic enchantresses to provide these products, right? How long does it take to do a um like a previous life like session to figure out which one of the animation bindings well, is friend, best I, for I you? Think, I think we're doing that. Well, no, yeah, friend, it's it's all about it's it's all about you know you when you're running a business you don't necessarily take it on yourself and you know your creepy crew is busy dealing with shipping and help desk issues so what you do is you outsource that to your team of werewolves, um, fairies, uh, vampires, uh, seraphim, you know all your all your friends. That's why you have all these spirits to begin with. Okay. I know how you would outsource if you had a legitimate business with more tangible physical things and how mm-hmm. that works. How the hell do you staff up and get is there like a a temp agency or like some sort of like sourcing of like a company that sources supernatural uh inclined individuals? Um from the you do it with the ether from the ether connect via the ether. I have a different staffing method, if you know what I mean. I can find Listen, them out there on the gossamer of wings of the universe. We have our own LinkedIn. We're all linked in together. Constantly linked. We're all linked in together. Do you do you ever think that people who are like really really into the supernatural feel like they have to disconnect like people do from like technology like I just got to cleanse from technology I got to go out into the woods and just like get rid of my screens and my tethers with technology do they they like I just got to get all this all these stones and trinkets and like these bags that enhance my power and do a magic detox in the woods or like in a hotel in a city and just you know just detox from the magic for a bit you know what? I gotta get away from all of my bindings and I spirits. I got to. Um, what I what I did was I took and you know me, I'm a workaholic. I'm usually yes. always always dealing with the spirit world. So yeah. what I did was um, I got a nine to five, and it basically I'm gonna be uh, a, like a tippity tapping on an Excel spreadsheet nice. for like um, eight hours in a day. I'll be doing it for five days in a week. And basically, I go in at like eight uh-huh. o'clock, and then I start typing up these spreadsheets for this this company. And um, I do that, and then at some point, I take like a I take like a lunch break, um, and I can do whatever huh. I want with that. So I just kind of like oh. I guess I get in my car and I I, I do so. I come back, and then I do it for like a few more hours, and then I go home. So that's that's how I just get away from it. Wow. All. What a retreat. What a retreat yeah. for you just to get away from all of these. Because look, yeah, I, they you're never... looking at real numbers and you're yeah. adding them up in Excel and you're just like typing the numbers out. And like at no point, at no point are you dealing with vampires. At no mm. point are you de- dealing with the fae. At no point will you deal with a dragon. <laughs> it's and mostly the, like a, a like coffee, like meeting at the, the coffee maker and like, oh, did you watch the big game? That's the sort of thing you do. And that's a that's a good break from what you would normally talk to a brownie about. Just, you know, oh. a lazy wood fae that just comes around your house expecting just to have food out. A lot of people don't understand this about the spiritual world is that they're all feeling, thinking entities. And if you're not a people person, it gets rough after a while. It takes its toll on you. You know, sometimes I just need me time and not socialize. And these spirits are just yelling at me like, I found this for you. Uh, quick, do this right now. I'm like, fuck off these vampires and these werewolves and these creatures of the night or day. 
or earth or sky or space or time. It depends on what I get in my freebies this month, guys. I'll be honest with you. I, wow. A whole new aspect of Creepy Hollows has opened itself up. And every time. We'll never be the same, friend. Never. Yeah. Sorry, my cat is slowly trying to knock over my setup by chasing my headphone cord. Let's hope she doesn't do it. Brad, when you think of your refrigerator, is there something you think's missing? Um, hmm. No. And it, and it doesn't have to be like just any refrigerator. It's any refrigerator in general. There's nothing. It, it does its job. It keeps something cold for you, correct? Correct. Or freezing, because a lot of refrigerators have a freezer section. So, I mean, it's like, That's all right. That's true. That's true. You're keeping things cold. You got my cold chain back there. Keep it ready for me in the summer months. Mm -hmm. There's nothing missing. Well, Brad, back in, back in 1939, they thought there was something missing from it. Uh, I was peeped at this by the New York Public Library. They had a, a, little, uh, a little post here on Instagram I'd like to read from, if, if, if I may. All the way back in 1939, New York City had 5,000 men who delivered ice, and they were all eligible to enter the, hams the, the Most Handsome Iceman contest at the World's Fair. According to the fair's daily program, the Association of Ice De Dealers in New York held a beauty contest for guys uh, who wield ice tongs. Why did they do it, Brad? To prove mechanical refrigeration hasn't taken all the romance from this workaday world. The one thing missing from refrigeration, Brad, is the romance. And I never knew. They knew it back then. Lost knowledge. The romance. I look at a refrigerator and feel nothing. In 1939, there was romance kindling. Is the Iceman coming? I don't get that. I got a dispenser giving me ice now. Not romantic. I don't need it to be, though. I, I, I think it's fine. They didn't say who won. Um, hmm. And obviously, the association uh, of ice dealers in New York quickly went away once refrigeration took off. So I don't think a lot of people miss that romance. But, you know, interesting historical... Uh, Event, I would say. Brad, I have something from the world of scientific research. So, we're all familiar in sports. Uh, we won't see it later in... Well, I guess we do see it at the very beginning of the episode of TNT that we're about to talk about, where someone chokes. That's slang for, you're up at the moment, you're down a, a few points, you could win the game with a winning score, and the clock is ticking, and you fail. Either you're like, ah, you get caught up in your head and you just miss the goal or the the net or the, the whatever. And you then you lose and your mom yells at you from the stands. Monster, you son of a bitch, we practiced. Don't you remember anything Decker tells you? And you feel like a lousy, you feel lousy. Um, have you ever wondered if other animals are capable of choking in this same way under pressure? No. I mean, maybe as a muse, maybe as something randomly through your head, um, but you'd never explore it. You'd never spend money people have set aside for scientific research to discover, you know, I wonder if other, like, complex, like, like sentient organisms do this. Um, but some scientists decided to do that anyway. Um, they got some rhesus monkeys, and they decided to train them to do something. Uh, it was a basic reward mechanism. They gave them a little mouse, uh, uh, effectively a mouse. It, it wasn't a mouse. It was something that was like a mouse. It could move a cursor on the screen. And they trained them that whenever a shape appeared on the screen, they could use this little cursor and uh, or the mouse. And when they moved the cursor into the shape and held it there for a certain amount of time, they would get a reward. 
As a side note, the reward while they were training him, and it took them like months, because rhesus monkeys were not really receptive to it at first, but they did get there. One of the rewards was juice, but some monkeys chose water as a reward, which I immediately have a red flag for, because water is something that's just every creature needs to drink. Why, why is it considered a reward by these rhesus monkeys? I think that's telling in this uh, research, but that's neither here nor there. They trained them. And then once they were ready, and they could easily move this cursor around and get something, they decided to up the stakes. They started to show these monkeys rewards. Hey, let's open the window. There's glass right there. What's behind it? Oh, this is what you'll get if the cursor moves over into that shape. It starts out small. You still get juice. Maybe it's juice and some crackers. Maybe it's crackers and something else. Um, but they they did it small increment, like small, the rewards got bigger, but not like crazy big. But then they had what they called the jackpot, where they removed the curtain, and the prize behind there was something these monkeys couldn't even process. We're talking large amounts of like this food that they loved, like large amounts. And to a little rhesus monkey, it doesn't have to be that large, but like things that they'd never sure. seen, just like, holy shit, like, Something that would wow these monkeys. So they collected data. When the rewards were not substantially bigger, not the jackpot, it intrigued the monkeys. They were excited. They're like, oh, snap. I could get crackers instead of water? <laughs> the one thing that I love? And they would improve their skill. Like, they would they would move it faster, the cursor over, and hold it faster. Like, they, they wanted to get better at it. But when the jackpot came up, Brad... I would also want to, want to mention all of this was timed. So there was a certain amount of time they had to do this in. Um, once the jackpot came up, it overwhelmed these monkeys. And they were never, never able to get the jackpot Ooh. because they were just so excited. They, they would overshoot <laughs> the shape by like a lot and try to bring oh, it over no. as fast as they could. They're like, no, fuck, no, no. <laughs> there was the, ah, no, no. And just like desperate sadness. Uh. They could... Over the course of, and I think they went on for another no month whammies, no of just whammies, studying. No, no! Every time these little rhesus monkeys tried to win the jackpot, it came up whammy. And then when it did, then that food just went into a garbage can and caught on fire. I, I, I mean, I hope it wasn't that cruel. Sorry, they, no fresh apple pie for you, monkey. <laughs> Interesting, like, f when they were setting this up, one of the other, one of the controls was, well, instead of having them put the shape, like, the cursor in a shape, we're gonna have them, like, move the cursor through, like, a maze or something? It, it was supposed to be, like, the reverse, but I'm like, I don't know if that's a control, but fair enough. But yeah, during the whole study, no rhesus monkey was able to do it because they were just overwhelmed. They choked when time came and they trained so hard. So hard it. they trained Brad. Like they, 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 they open up that curtain. There's like a sexy monkey like sitting there <laughs> with like a plate of watermelon. Like, hey fellas, what's up? It's just they couldn't. They couldn't. They choked no! every time. I just love that every time, like they mentioned it in the study, and every time, like they had no hope, like none of them could do it. They were just so overwhelmed. Cruel. That's cruel. It's cruel, and but but now we know that I, when I it comes, want, I just want to see. I just want to see the like what happens when they don't do it. I want to see like I want to see the monkey like looking at like what you motherfuckers, come on, just like running trying to open it, like but they can't. Uh. And plotting with the other monkeys to overthrow the researchers. Just like, I imagine it's like in any sports game when you see like the other soccer team wins and the, the players are just on the field covering their faces or like 
Like, okay, 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 so here's what we're gonna do. Where's when, he, when he opens the little curtain to show us what's there, if it's the good shit, you motherfuckers go. We're gonna fuck. We're, we're gonna do a goddamn Ocean's Eleven on this shit. When we see it's there, we're gonna get over there and get it. I'll stall them. <laughs> you say that, Brad, but when they when they got to the point where they had to actually do something and the stakes were high during the, the caper, they would choke. Because that's just what rhesus monkeys do. They're a whole bunch oh. of... They just choke under pressure. Now, don't you feel better as a, as a human <laughs> that when it comes to choking, it may or may not affect you because, you know, humans aren't rhesus monkeys? Again, I really question why we did this research and why we had to, like, stick it to rhesus monkeys and deny them their jackpot. But that's that's what humans do, man. That's that's what we do. Uh, breaking news. Oh. Um, shockingly, uh, Orange County, Florida finally, like, got their shit together and they're gonna do a, a mask mandate in schools uh, for 60 days for all students and staff beginning Monday the 30th. Don't know why they're gonna wait till Monday, but okay, good plan, finally. I wonder if all hell will break loose, um, or if the death toll being as high as it is has finally, I guess, triggered some people to, to listen to the voices of reason. Um, definitely not. But like a bunch of other counties have already done it anyway, and like they're like, yeah. fuck you DeSantis, we're gonna do what we want. And like, yeah, it's dumb. Super dumb. By the way, there's currently, by the way, there's currently water shortages. Um, they're asking people to conserve water, uh, because in treating, uh, um, COVID currently, uh, they need, uh, liquid oxygen, which is what we also use to treat the water supply. So, if, like, they can't get that shit under control, we may be, like, under a, a water boiling order, um, like, by next week. So, cool. Um, also, you can still go to the water parks. So... What? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're in, like, quarantine times, you can still go to water parks in Orlando. Wow. Meanwhile, we may not, ha we're, we're trying to conserve water because so many people have COVID, it's eating up the, the liquid oxygen supply. So, but luckily we finally decided in Orange County to have a mask mandate in schools starting next week for 60 days. Cool! Cool. I'm so I'm so sorry, friend. I saw the thing. Well, I messaged you guys about the because I saw it on I was I don't remember where it was Twitter or someplace about like the water supply and the ox liquid oxygen thing and thought oh fuck huh. I I just hope you guys are okay and the, to, to see that it's still progressing and I mean and to know the water parks is the the thing that just like nail in the coffin. It's like no. What are you doing? Yeah, you, you what are you go doing? To Volcano Bay. I don't know. Well, obviously because it had to do with water parks, and for some reason that triggered in my mind. Um, I know Disney is retheming um, Splash Mountain, and I saw some of the. They did like a. They released something around like, hey, here's some people around a table talking about the redesign. And they showed some of the stuff, the artwork that they're doing that inspires it, and it looks like it's going to be a fun time. Um, but that's kind of random, just from what you said. I hope it goes well with the. Uh, I hope the mask mandate helps. I hope COVID starts to go down, though that's anyone's guess. I was reading today that some people, specialists in the field, were like, ah, this is the beginning of it, guys. It's going to get worse. And it's already the worst in places yeah. in the South, for sure. And it's getting worse up here. I will say that uh, the local school district here, which is of interest because I have children, um, mandated masks. They had to go to the, the board for a vote because so many people, actually not that many, came out of the woodwork like, how dare you in Angel, my freedoms. Um, and I can say they talk like that because we watched the school board meeting last night. And yeah, that's that's the, that's the dummies up here talking about the mask. And one woman, 
um, may make it into the monster bracket should we do that next year if it's not canceled again. Um, let's just say that the only person, let's just say that the points in her, in her few minutes, they had to cut her off because she went for so long. My son has the right to decide whether he wears a mask. Also, I have the right to tell my son what he will and will not do until he moves out of my house. And since he's 18 and going to the high school, it's his right to choose whether to wear a mask. And it's my right to tell him whether or not he should wear a mask. To which everyone on the school board looked at each other like, are you listening to yourself? One, no. Also, his rights, but yours supersede his rights? Like, we can hear you say that. It it did not paint this woman in a good light at all. And I think she slowly realized that as she was looking around the room, because they're like, eee. Other people were also saying nonsense stuff, but it was in a way that nonsense people could be, like, more comfortable with it. She was, it was weird. It was super awkward. They held fast to the mask. There was one dummy on the mask on the board that was like, I don't think we should wear masks. And everyone else was like, you're an idiot. Shut up. We're wearing masks. Brad, I saw a documentary recently, which I think you might enjoy. And I definitely think Ramjack listeners will like. It's called Tread. It came out in 2019. It chronicles the events in Granby, Colorado. Back in the 90s. I cannot get an exact date on this right now, which is unfortunate. But it really explores what happens to a man when he feels pushed by his local government. Now, he gets pushed to the point of insanity. And you could argue, and the documentary does a really good job showing, that he may have not been completely stable at certain points. But I would say that the actors they get for the reenactments are great. Um, It definitely favors both sides. This guy did not have a podcast because podcast did not exist in the 90s, but he did have a lot of audio he recorded just on cassette talking about what was going on in his life. I guess it was therapy for him or maybe he sent it to someone. I don't know. It sounds like a podcast. It sounds like a radio show. It sounds like a crazy man talking into a microphone, but they have all this audio. So they play it during the documentary and it's great. And you go to this super tiny town in Colorado and everyone's still there. um, And they talk about the time that a guy rampaged through the town and a bulldozer he fortified and they could do nothing about it. It does not spoil anything to tell you that because it shows you that at the beginning and everything. I, I mean, think, that's the part of the appeal. Yeah, I think I've heard of this before. I think there may have been a dollop episode on it. It is it is worth watching because it's crazy. They, I, I, I will not get into all the details because the documentary does that. But essentially, this guy felt slighted. And harsh, it, it really makes you think maybe there was a lot, there was some validity to some of the things he said. And in the interviews, um, they try to basically be like, yeah, this guy just went crazy and did this. And we tried everything we did to, like, help him. He was a part of the community. He was the only guy who did, like, welding work, like, locally. So, like, we had to do all our business through him for this. And, yeah, some people probably screwed him over. And that one guy that he constantly said was a hothead who denies ever talking to this guy probably definitely did a lot of stuff to, like, menace this dude. And maybe he deserves (laughs) this that happened. But everything else this guy did, probably not. But they have video, pictures, um, reenactments of this bulldozer tank this guy ended up making and just went rampaging through the town, tearing up building after building of the people that wronged him. Um, thankfully, a lot of, no one died as a result, except for the guy who did this. But they didn't know how to stop him. The, the police there in this tiny town were not militarized in the way that I guess they are now, definitely after the fact, or the way police are militarized I would say in a modern era, in the 90s, 
at least in this area, was not, they could not take on a tank like this. And yeah, he just went through town, bulldoze and stuff. Um, worth your time. Fascinating. Nice. Um, update, I'm currently, I think, on part 40, or I just finished part 40 of the uh, Chris Chan documentary series. Wow. There's only 50-something, right? 59 currently. So you're almost, you're almost to the end, or at least to the present. I mean, I'm getting closer, getting closer. So, I'm... It's it's wild. I feel like it, it took a t- like a couple of things happened that I think if like really like I see how like how he becomes completely disconnected from reality. And one of those things was completely predictable and like I could see how this would like change the trajectory of things. And the other thing I certainly could not have seen coming as a catalyst. And I'll say no more, but I real wild, real wild. Still fascinating. Still don't understand these fucking lunatics that are just messing, like just fucking around. Like I don't like. What is your deal? Ah, lunatics on the internet, just like menacing people, like stalking, filming everything. It's it's weird. It's fucking weird. I want a documentary about these people. They're weird, man. <laughs> I mean, it would be fascinating to see what their their day-to-day life is. I mean, are they just as weird as the people that they're trying to um, exploit or take, I I mean, try to, I guess, control the lives of this person or manipulate them? I, it's, it's, there's just so, there's so many of them and they're so dedicated and putting so much work into this and I don't understand the sheer number is what keeps bothering me when you mention it. Um, it's the just number how can there the be effort. this many people? Yeah. Like, if you told me that there was a shit ton of people that were, like, you being a dick to somebody on the internet, I'm like, okay, that, I, yeah, I get that, sure. Like, harassing somebody, annoying somebody. Okay, there's a lot of people, everybody's just kind of, like, you know, anonymous on the internet, fucking around a little bit. And, like, if everybody fucks around a little bit, that's a hell of a lot of shit. Sure. But what about the people that are, like, going to film court dates? Like, that are, like, just going through dumpsters? Like, the people that are, like, actively getting involved in the real world? I mean, people follow celebrities to a similar extent. Those celebrities have the the ability to help at least partially shield them rather themselves from that. But I'm sure there's like under, but obviously also celebrities are able to distance themselves beyond like just like the shield of like these people can't be near me for that. Are, but celebrities are mostly hassled by either crazy people that are just, you know, crazy and have like got a connection to a celebrity or like paparazzi that are doing this to make money. These are just people on the internet. Are we, are we sure that they aren't also at least to some measure crazy? Because they're doing something, one, I absolutely insane. I, friend, like, you can't, you can't, no, I, like, I mean... You don't think these people are off you, because you they're doing be something like this to the extent. And then you can't, you can't be that, you can't be unstable and doing things with the detail and the specificity of what they're doing. Hmm. Like, if you're, like, I, I would... the, you're following somebody's court date so you can go and report back. Like, again, it's, it's all of the notation. It's the documenting. This, these aren't actions of people that are out of their mind. These are, this is a collect, this is an organized group of people. Well, when, when I, when I say, like, crazy, I, I am 
balling a bunch into that. There, there's obviously something I would say off, maybe not crazy to the point of like visual, like wacky insanity, but off in the fact that they would dedicate their lives to something like this merely for the cruelty or the weird. Yeah, they're shitty fucking people. That's yeah. not that's not a mental issue. That's shitty people being shitty. All right, uh, I'll I'll take your word for that. I I think no. that there can be overlap there, but that's not necessarily. No needed to be the people can be bad for just to be because they're bad but the the levels that someone goes to something can be it i again you've seen it no, so i don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't again, know these people not, i'll trust not you with, not not with this level of organization and this many people no i would yeah i would hope it can't be like it cannot be yeah all right interesting stuff Same. friends it's that super special time of the week where we talk about tnt T.S. Turner was a city smart kid fighting his way off the street until he was framed for a crime he didn't commit. Amy Taylor was a young crusading lawyer. She mounted an appeal to put Turner back on the street, this time in a suit and tie, working as a private detective. Together, they are TNT. Give ourselves a minute to try to summarize every episode of TNT to the best of our abilities. Going over means we've kind of forgotten what we're talking about, and I don't know if T would really uh, approve. If we go horrendously under, ugh, we've forgotten all the main plot points and just like, what's really going on? Uh, I, I don't think Sophie's making us lunch, boys. But if it's a minute on the dot, like all brave hearts strive for magic we try to get magic here on the podcast so brad it's your turn good luck oh boy <laughs> you tell me when you're ready oh yes just a second uh guys even before i do my summary i just like to read the imdb summary um when turner's best friend is charged with theft hockey mania begins <laughs> <laughs> don't know why that's the description i mean <laughs> that definitely will not play too much of a role in your summary. I guarantee, I, 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 ladies uh, and gentlemen, that's a teaser. Mania, so. hockey mania. <laughs> oh, it's a delight. All right, let's let's fucking do this. All right, on go. Three, two, one, go. All right, so uh, Decker's apparently the coach of, like, a kid's uh, hockey team, um, which is cool, whatever. Uh, They're losing, but guess who else is losing? Decker, because he's charged with theft of $2,000 from the hockey organization, Um, which is weird because, like, he has his friend help him do the books, his friend Goldie, Goldie the Gambler. Um, But somehow there's (laughs) money missing, and Decker's in trouble, so he's got to hire TNT to to solve the case. Um, It's 
it's obviously Goldie the fucking gambler, who's real shifty the whole fucking time. And even Detective Jones is like, hey, Goldie the gambler's pretty fucking shifty. I would check him out, but that's off the record. Um, <laughs> so finally, uh, Decker's not believing it. Uh, he gets like arrested again because Goldie plants shit in his locker. I don't know what he got arrested for the second time. You can't get arrested for having uh, bus tickets. Uh, but for whatever reason, he's arrested again. TNT bust him out. They can cop the scheme and they save the day that's the up one minute real close there friend i was scared i was like well, wait a minute but you got you got everything you did well you did i mean it's, it's a pretty simple episode but it is bonkers i mean it's rare that we go into a tnt and are surprised from like the mystery aspect if we've ever been surprised yeah um, but I would say in particular, this one from the get-go, I was like, no. I already know that Goldie is the guy. Just looking at him. You, you've made him too shifty. He's the guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, in the in the first scene when um, Decker's like, Goldie, is this another one of your jokes? And Goldie looks away. It's like, <laughs> oh, Goldie did it. Goldie fucking did it. Well, someone's trying to frame Decker, and we know that Decker would have never done something like this. It's the same, like when T was set up, it's like, we know T isn't, so obviously it's the bad guy is who we think it is. No, exactly, we know exactly who did this at the 3 minute 17 second mark. The second he looks at Goldie and Goldie looks away. Nope, it's Goldie. Goldie's Goldie. the guy. Got him, got him, scene one. I, I do love this episode, though, because around the obvious plot and lack of mystery is just so much gold from these characters yeah. from these uh I, it's just great um i know you're all wondering how's aunt martha not in this episode guys couldn't tell you uh, how she's how's doing renee not in mm. this episode guys no. what about soapy slash sophie oh she's here oh she's here Yay. yes she is and again guys we again we've seen every episode with sophie in thus far and every time, Soapy slash Sophie is a real mystery. But I, I really wish she was in the show more. Every time we get a little bit of her, I'm like, she needs. why is she not the vital part of this? Yeah. She needs to be right there with TNT. Yeah. And I they hope hint, her and Decker get together. I hope they get I together. I know. I want that to be like a thing. Let's get these two dummies together. I was never more happy on the edge of my seat than the blossoming romance that happened throughout the course of this episode. I'm like, just yeah. make it happen. Just make it canon. Oh, speaking of Sophie slash Sophie, did we mention before that she's the voice of Jean Grey in the 90s X-Men cartoon? I think she voiced something else, um, but I, I did not know she was the voice of Jean Grey. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's did a bunch of voiceover stuff. But yeah, I, I, didn't, I don't think I remembered that one because that's wild. I can hear Jean's voice. I don't remember how did i survive did i survive you're here aren't you yes but i feel strange like i'm someone else like i could reach out and touch the moon and crush it in my hand gene who is phoenix phoenix am i phoenix does not match Sophie Sophie, but she's yeah. playing a character, so obviously Yeah, Sophie's, like, Sophie's doing a weird voice also, so it's hard to, I don't, yeah. That's amazing. We no. never knew. Never knew. Never um, knew. The episode opens at the hockey rink, and this is when we learned a lot about Decker we didn't know. We knew he had a gym, and he was teaching people to box, but he loves the youth of this world in the city of Seacouver, wherever we're at, and he's giving back by coaching a, ho a kid's hockey game, or team in the league. 
and they're not doing they're not going they might win they might not but it, it's coming down to a choke moment and mm-hmm. they're behind someone's mom the kid's nickname is monster which i can only yeah. assume actually is just like a weird thing like hey your mom's a monster so we're gonna name you a monster I mean, he's also a giant he's like a he's giant big, kid but he's like a he's just a kid playing hockey his mom is screaming from the sands just all kinds cool. of things like hey do this do that come on kid the worst worst the worst of those types of parents and decker's just like kids remember what we did well because of the the lingo that we used during this like it happens a lot in sports uh decker stops monster and says hey look monster when you go out there just kill it and in my mind i'm thinking obviously he doesn't mean to kill someone um but the fact that he says it is still weird it's like just go kill this just go do it you can do it just go kill it go kill the game and you could argue he did because he lost uh maybe be more specific score the fucking point kid can't gets the puck stolen from them the other team scores it's just like and they lose um sorry quick update on um the 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 angry moms uh-huh um she's gonna be an upcoming movie she's gonna be playing a she's gonna be playing grandma in a movie that's that's coming out soon what's the movie um home alone Oh yeah! Did you know they were, were remaking, remaking it? We're remaking Home Alone. I think it's straight to Disney Plus. Like it's not With in the Ellie theaters. Ellie Kemper and Rob Rob Delaney as the parents. What? Really? Interesting. I mean, I assume they're the parents, unless they're unless they're really unless, messing with unless, the mythology. Oh, unless a married couple tries to steal back a valuable heirloom from a troublesome kid. So maybe maybe they're the criminals. I'm not sure. They're either the parents or they're criminals. I don't know. I didn't know we were remaking uh, Home Alone. It's a weird choice. I'd heard of it, but I knew nothing about like any details other than that they were doing it. So are we making or are we just making another Home Alone? Are they McAllisters? What's happening? I'm pretty sure what it's a this? reboot. Like it's like a remake. It's not Home Alone five or six or whichever one they're up to. It's. Um, looks like the kid's Max. So I I think we're just making a, a new movie. So we're not. I don't know what we're. I don't know why we're doing this. This is weird. Other things to note during this defeat is that Moms is yelling at Decker, like, put in the good kids. And he says, look, this is a kid's hockey game, ma'am. We're just giving every kid a chance to play. Your son's going out next. So she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, and of Ugh. course, like I said, they lose. They lose. <laughs> yeah. Um. So these cops show up. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out what it is about. These cops are so weird looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, one of them, like, the guy with the mustache... He looks like I don't know, like he he looks stoned, and the other guy has got the like the tiniest little beady little eyes, and like I don't like there's something off with his face, and I can't figure it out. I think it may just be his tiny eyes, but his, like his hair's weird too. Now I knew it was like a hairstyle they do back then, but it doesn't do his forehead or those beady eyes any justice. Yeah, his he's got big forehead, beady little eyes. Like his whole his whole head situation is wrong. It's. It's that something just wrong. I don't like it. I really it's very wish bad. they switched them. And I don't know if it's just because the guy who has the mustache had a weird voice for TV or something. I don't know. But <sighs> I feel like this other, the, the beady-eyed toady, who's like the main guy in the actual, what we're seeing, would be better as the background guy because he's kind uh-huh. of weird and intimidating. And this mustache guy should be the guy delivering lines because he has yeah, a mustache more... guy. Mustache guy looks more like a cop. This yeah. guy's, also, not only is your eyes beady and small, they're too far apart. They're yeah. too far apart. That's what's wrong. His eyes are too far apart. 
I don't like it. Get, this is not a TV face. No. Like, get out of here. Decker's accommodating. Officers, what's up? We're in the middle of a game. But how's it going? What's up? You got to come with us, Mr. Decker. You're under arrest. What? He's being charged with, he's, he's apparently stolen $2,000 from the hockey team. Like yep. embezzled somehow $2,000. So the amount, uh, keep in mind, guys, throughout this, the amount we're talking about is $2,000. And I know we're talking about 80s money and there's, infl- but it's still like not the largest amount of money. But when you think about what you could do and invest that money in, uh, if you if you spent $2,000 on Creepy Hollows, think of all the freebies you get from the tiers below that. That's a uh, lot of stuff. And if you talk true. about like magical value, 2000 can rack up quickly. Alex, for just over $2,000, so if he put in a penny of his own money, he would have a special magical artifact from one of our non-public magical estates. The artifact will be chosen based on your specific needs. Each artifact is a one-of-a-kind one and reflects an amazing path of potential you can achieve. The artifacts are comparable to the lock and key artifacts we sometimes feature in the public area of our shop. Only those who receive will have the full details. Uh, shipping and handling on all creepy hollows stuff must be like hundreds of dollars because that's what's that's what's paying like, they gotta pass that cost on again friend they're sending you garbage this is the same well, as that box of shit <laughs> like I, mean, I, I don't here's, know here's a here's a, this is a magical uh, doorstop to uh, I mean when you I tell put me in a that bag for three days and slept with it by my bed to charge it up. We know at least six people potentially work there. So that many people with this many orders, that much money. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that, it, and I know they outsource it, but I don't know. I, I, I would love to see so, a documentary or actually go talk to the people who run Creepy Hollows day to day. Yeah. Definitely. Not to be missed is the part that Brad mentioned earlier, where while Decker is being arrested, he looks at Goldie, Goldie the gambler, and says, Goldie, did you put them up to this? This is one of your jokes. And Goldie's is dead this serious. One of your, is this one of your pranks? Uh, is Goldie known for doing pranks? Is he a prankster? Like, I, nothing yeah. about... I can't imagine this guy pulling a prank. Brad, he's a gambler and a prankster. Those are his two MOs. It's what he does. Like, could you imagine this guy... Like, what's he doing? Hey, uh... Hey, uh... Hey, Decker, would you like some peanut brittle? <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Just here. Open a can of peanut brittle. Boing! <laughs> oh, man. Goldie's at it again, guys. Uh, it's another patented Goldie prank. Gotcha! You know what Goldie's good for? Gambling, pranks, and also really good at numbers. I might be the treasurer, elected treasurer of this hockey team and coach, but I'm not good at numbers. So I just let Goldie do it for me because he's smart like that. And he's a good guy. He's always pranking and gambling and doing it at numbers. I also like, own a business. I don't know who does the numbers for that place either. It's still a lot of questions. <laughs> like, why is Decker the treasurer? Also, like, how the hockey? So is the, I don't understand. Is this like? Are we still talking about like the kids' like hockey team, or is this like part of the hockey organization that also includes the adult hockey playing that we see later happening when I'm Decker a... goes to play hockey? It looks like Decker. I, I don't know. I don't know how hockey works. No, it looks I don't like either. Decker joins like a pickup hockey game, like because Mr. T. We'll get there, but Mr. T. Takes him to play hockey. Like he's like, oh yeah, listen, you may be in jail for a while, so you should go play hockey. This may be your last <laughs> chance. <laughs> like, do, can you just go and like join a ragtag like hockey team? 
I think you can do that at any of these sports clubs, because I know you can do it for soccer. You can just go up and like, hey, we're playing soccer tonight. Who wants in? I want in. Okay, cool. You can just show up if you're a part of the club. And I think you can do that with hockey. It's arguable whether or not they actually play any hockey later when Decker. I, I think they're just goofing off and like just making shots. I, mean, and... I understand anyone can like wander up to a basketball court and you can play basketball. Oh, yeah. As long as as long as someone has a basketball, people can play basketball. That makes sense. I feel like hockey. There's so much equipment involved that you've just got to be a little more organized you can't just show up like at a hockey rink and be like hey guys got room for one more like what is that i think there's a lot of opportunity if that was a thing for you to be disappointed because there's only one hockey rink how often do you have been to space for two explain this canada shit because i don't i don't get what's going on well even beyond like the the random concept of can i pick up a hockey game in my hockey gear i want to know about the whole like everything else so if i'm a part of this team i have to then we have to do elections <laughs> hey can i be a part of your hockey club yeah also like a whole, am the i whole, can i be an <laughs> elected treasurer tre- or like Why, where's this what's the money coming from where's it going to are we like are we are we talking are we selling tickets to like the to the kids hockey games is there like cons- like are you getting a cut the concessions what is th- why is there a treasurer what are you dude where's the money what's this about if it, so when i watched this the first time i watched it and i only was able to really watch it once like fully paying attention and the sadly the second time i wasn't which i hate i wish i could have watched this episode three times all my attention to it because i love it i i got the impression that it really was just the kids hockey team that this two thousand dollars came from which now that we talk about it makes no sense if a kids hockey team can raise two thousand dollars in 80s money then i don't know what any of the sports teams that any child i i have or have talked to or when i was a kid how we were like bleeding money because it was all like hey come just do this for fun you gotta pay for your own uniforms or let's do a car wash to do the uniforms but they ain't slinging two thousand dollars no way i'll point out that um like again hockey there's a lot of equipment as we see a lot of weird clothing items which i'm kind of mr t side about but um we'll get there it's expensive Um, yeah there's a lot of shit so i could see like let's try to raise money for that and they said something about they had raised money, they had had some kind of fundraiser, or they did something to raise some money. Um, but $2,000? But $2,000 does seem like a fair amount. And again, that's... I, And that's what was taken. Now, does that mean they completely cleared out everything, in which case they had $2,000? If that's the case, like, I don't know, maybe they had an amount, and then they did this fundraiser, and this is just, like, the sum total of everything. Um, if, if it turns out that they $2,000 was embezzled and there's still more in the account, then I'm really questioning what's going on. <laughs> Why are they raising so much money? Like, what's up? We can, we'll never know the answer to this question because the person running the books is not the treasurer, <laughs> but Goldie, the gambler. <laughs> like, he out... So, Decker was elected treasurer. Weird choice. He's already the coach. Isn't coach enough? Like, was do, he you, a- do you be coach and treasurer? I mean, the questions are endless. Was he elected by a group of adults or was he elected by the kids to be treasurer? Because if it's for the kids group, did they get a vote? Do the kids get a collective one vote that goes with the adults? I mean, why Goldie involved in any of this? Exactly. Like, because he's clearly involved outside of just doing Decker's job as treasurer because Decker's bad with books. Again, shouldn't have been made treasure. No, not uh, at all. If he's not good with numbers. Uh, but but Goldie is clearly involved with the board outside of this. So does does he have like a grandchild like on the team? 
is he just part of like he's he's an office he's an office in the hockey rink does he work for the hockey rink who is he what is this the, the the craziest part about TNT is that, yeah, Brad and I are spiraling into the mystery of what the fuck's going on with hockey, but Illyrio, the real you mystery... you have to watch this episode of TNT and then explain Canada hockey please do. to us. Please do. Because we any, don't understand what's going on. Any of our listeners that might have, but Illyrio, yeah, please. But anyone who has any information about how hockey is played and yes. or maintained, how a treasure is involved, let us know. But yes. I say all that to say the actual mystery of this show it later is really so Sophie slash Soapy, and we haven't even got there yet. This is mystery no. upon mystery in this show. We haven't passed the. We, we're barely past the three minute mark. <laughs> Picking up the pace a little bit, we go. He's been arrested. We go back to the courthouse. There's someone talking to their wife. It's one of those bits. Uh, Come on, love the bits. I, I don't remember everything about this. Maybe you do, oh. but it's like them halving everything into divorce. Okay, so he's like, listen, listen. You 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 already you already got the house. You you got the furniture. You you got the kids. You got full custody of the kids. I just want the car. Just let me have the car. Let me have half the car. Just two wheels. That's all I want. Like weird divorce. Super weird, weird divorce. divorce. Weird pan up from the floor because they get this guy's shoes and his pants, and I'm thinking. Yeah, there's something wrong with the shoes and pants. I mean, they're a little loose and weird, but not, like, noticeable. It's strange. But then we see Decker and them come down. Decker has just spent, I guess, the night in jail. They got him out. Um, he's talking about how tough everyone is in their tea. And he's like, dude, I think I fucking know because I was in jail for a while. But cool. We're best friends. Um, so... He, he had just been holding jail for this embezzlement of $2,000. I That's real money, friend. I feel like, I mean, first of all, I feel like obviously his phone call would be immediately to TNT. Yeah. Like, and is it Mr. T's his best friend? Mm-hmm. Mr. T's gonna call Amanda, and Amanda's going to immediately get him out of jail. Why did he spend? Why did he have to spend a night in jail? I don't understand why he was arrested. He's a suspect in something, right? Wouldn't they just take him down and like question him? What could they possibly have evidence-wise to like book him, like actually arrest him? There's suspicions I mean, that you're the you're the treasure, and there's suspicions that this money was stolen. Come with us. We're arresting you. Seems weird. It's all yeah, there is no. It seems like the agreement anything. for questioning, but I, I don't know about actual arrest, and I certainly don't know about that second arrest. That second arrest, I feel oh. like he's got a case. Like, he should be taking down the government because something real shifty is going on. Yeah, there's nothing they had on him. Um, no. And there's everyone... It's not, a, it's not illegal to have a bus ticket. If you've spent any time with Decker, you know that he didn't do this. He's not capable of doing it. And well, to that point, um, so they're walking, you know, to the elevator, and the, the two cops that arrested Decker come and find them, and Decker's already scared he's going to be arrested again, um, with good reason, apparently. Yeah. Um, but they're like, hey, uh, Mr. T, uh, uh, Detective Jones, you know that old racist asshole? He wants to talk to you for a second. So uh, T goes over there to talk to Detective Jones, and Detective Jones first makes Mr. T give him a quarter, which is weird. He's always begging for money for these this coffee. Like, this fucker, like, you can- I, mm, I hate him. I uh, traded information in quarters for coffee. God, so yeah, he, he, he makes Mr. T give him a quarter so he can make a phone call to his wife. And uh, he's like, hey, just so you know, uh, we, all, we, I, we all know that uh, Decker didn't do that. Hey, cop, hey, cop, why don't you talk to the other cops? 
Um, he's like, hey, but you know, those guys, it's a different division, so they wouldn't really care what I have to say. Uh, but, uh, yeah, his friend Goldie the Gambler, oh, he's got like a lot of gambling debts. He definitely did it. <laughs> so, you. But he's... by the way, that's off the record. I didn't tell you anything. Thanks, cop. Um, you're right that he does say different division. We don't really like to mingle. But that division came over and told me to go talk to you. So you were already mingling. Did they not have a quarter? And you're just like, ah, go get tea. Tell me I need something from them. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of other questions. Um, <laughs> but of course. So they're like, look, let's go figure this out. So Decker and Amy Amanda go back to the hockey club and just to see what's up. They're going to go try to find some answers. And they've got an impromptu meeting. And Monster's mom is there. Other parents, I guess, of the, the, the team are there. And Goldie's there with a hockey stick because you have to have the hockey stick to, like, just call the meeting, I guess. It's like the, the stick of uh, power in a way. I don't know what the nomenclature is. And Monster's mom is like, look, motherfucker, Decker is out. We don't even have to have a former vote. We're just going to do a show of hands. Who wants Decker out as coach? And of course, they all do it. Decker walks right in in the middle of this and is just deflated, demoralized. These people, these kids that I've, parents of these children I've trained and taken from zeros to almost kind of being able to win, they don't trust me anymore. There you Which go. I love I that, like, Gold, when, when, she, when she says, hey, listen, we should have a vote, and Goldie's like, vote on what? <laughs> like, the cops are taking care of this now. It's fine. Yeah. Like, no, 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 vote to make him not, not not the coach. Like, well, first of all, if he's in jail, which, first of all, why is he in jail for 2000 embezzling $2,000? Like, I, again, small stakes. Um, I, like, I, I feel like criminal, like, proceedings are, are the bigger issue. The, the missing $2,000 and the criminal proceedings kind of are, like, a bigger deal than, like, who's, if, if he's officially the coach. All the priorities are weird. Yeah, I mean, it is bizarre. And I do think it's interesting that Goldie, I guess, feels some sort of guilt or maybe thinks that it may not be as big of a deal. One, he has TNT to help him, Decker. But also he keeps saying, yeah, but they haven't proven anything yet. Like, no one does. Later, he tries to frame Decker, obviously. But I wonder if that was always part of the plan. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. I think he's like, oh, listen, uh, hey, he's yeah, the cops are taking care of it. Let's just let's just let this go. No, nobody. Let's not make a big thing. Let's let's just let's just let this go. Uh, Decker's going to jail for two thousand dollars in embezzlement, apparently. Um, and we're all just going to forget about all of this. And I am going to pay off my debts. I mean, I'm going to wish for the best. We, we say Goldie the, the gambler is a gambler, and the show tells us that, but he's, like, in for, like, thousands of dollars. And at one point, we understand tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and the bookies are starting to come calling or to collect. Could get dangerous. Um, yeah. T tells Decker not to worry about it. They're going to figure things out. But that he should go to the hockey rink and just take out his frustrations. Just let go of life, man. And just, like, play hockey and get it out. You know, just relax. Because you may be going to jail and you won't get to play again for a while. What is the... What is... What is the law? Like, what is the normal sentence for embezzling $2,000 from a hockey team? Um, I don't know. But I do know that they go to the hockey rink and there's a whole bunch of guys in the locker room in various stages of dressing up into their hockey outfits. And Mr. T comes in hot. I always thought 
um, that uh, hockey was a girly sport. What? How dare you, Mr. T? What's this called? <laughs> well, those are, are stockings, that? Mr. T. No, those, are, those are garters. Yeah, garters. garters for my like for your stockings? Yeah. Well, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what the heck you call this? Well, that's oh, the that's girdle, girdle, Mr. T. <laughs> Uh, mm. That's what I thought. Also, can uh, like, uh, there's this one fucking kid that has got this like, w- like weird ass like, uh, I would say long johns, but like it's like thin t-shirt material, and it's it's a one it's a onesie, and it's like it buttons down the front, and it is like, hey, what is this rig out? This is. So weird. I, it's not okay. I, I think it's. I'm embarrassed for him. It's it's bizarre. There's some weird stuff happening in the locker room. And after Mr. T tells them again, yeah, after all of this, you're convincing me it's more of a girly sport. They all throw their undergarments at him, and he's he he's like rushed out of the room, like get out of here, Mr. T. And then they do their let's do the chant, guys. Who 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 who? And you're like, what the fuck's going on? What is what is Decker? But then when they go on the ice. They're hanging out. Mr. T actually got Decker there. One, because it does help his friend to take out some physical action, but he really wanted to see Goldie in his element and the weird well, office he has over everything. First thing he wants to do is go over and do some business uh, with the Zamboni driver. And, like, Mr. like again, I, we all love Mr. T. He's... he's He's just not, he's not one of our greatest Shakespearean actors. And watching him, like, interact with a Zamboni driver and, like, pretend that he's kind of learning how a Zamboni machine works, like, the the movements he's doing are so weird and awkward. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so great. But then the guy points to him where uh, Goldie's office is that he has, because, of course... When we see Goldie up in his office, we see the deer antlers hanging on the wall of his office. That is his office. He's on the phone, like, trying to get these gambling debts worked out. And Mr. T goes up there and does practically nothing. Yeah. Again, I do like Mr. T. He's wearing a nice suit and a hat, Mm -hmm. obviously, as he does. But he comes up and just hears him, overhears him talking to somebody trying to, like, work out a, a deal to pay off some of these debts. And the conversation they have, he's like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a friend of Decker. He's just like, oh, yeah, Decker, Decker. He's, oh, he's in a real lot of trouble. And Mr. T's like, yeah, I guess he's probably been having some financial problems at his gym or something. And uh, Coley's like, oh, wow. Yeah, money will make people do crazy things. Well, uh, I got to be heading home now. And instead of heading home, he just ushers Mr. T out of his office and then closes the door. <laughs> like, nothing happens in this scene. Like, nope. yes, Mr. T overhears him, like, talking about gambling debts. Okay. But we already knew that. Yeah. And, like, I don't I don't know why this scene is here. Other than to, I guess, establish that his office is there? Because he'd come back there later, and I guess you I wouldn't guess. be able to put that together, maybe, otherwise. But, yeah, other than that, no. And the Zamboni stuff. Um, no. And the fact that... Uh, it, I guess that hockey's tough because when Mr. T goes back, uh, Decker gets body checked. He's like, you still think this is a girly sport, Mr. T? He's like, whatever. Um, They go back to the gym and Decker's there and he's sitting beside the boxing ring with Sophie slash Soapy, who has made him lunch. And he says, Sophie, thank you so much for doing this for me. This lunch... Mm-hmm. There's clearly some kind of sandwich there. The Decker takes something out of the sandwich. I don't know what it is, but he takes something out of the sandwich. Also, I like. Yeah, are those two tomatoes? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. 
<laughs> she has a tray that has a sandwich that Decker takes something out of the sandwich. <laughs> and then there's two tomatoes. Now, <gasps> what's I, happening? I looked at me and I thought, are those two tomatoes? Are Obviously, I think I'm crazy. Alex, those aren't tomatoes. Those are apples. But they look a whole lot like tomatoes. Uh, yeah, because even if they were apples, why would there be two apples? Why is it a sandwich and two apples? That's weird. Um, and it, I know those are tomatoes. Those are absolutely tomatoes. In my mind, it's tomatoes too, friend. Two they gotta whole be. tomatoes. Which is weirder, tomatoes, but... Just two big round tomatoes on a tray with a sandwich that he is taking something off of. Like, <laughs> I, I don't like turkey. <laughs> like... After he thanks her, he immediately opens the sandwich like it's a book. Just like, yeah. there is no, like, I have to check out what's on the sandwich. I don't know. I don't take your word for what's on it. I'm looking out there and picking out what I don't want, which I think and, is so great. Like, just yeah. well acted, just fun. It makes it feel real. Because, of course, Decker would do something like that. Because it's Decker. He's <laughs> particular about his sandwiches, Sophie. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, also, some, oh, okay, something real weird happens. <laughs> I was very confused for a second. So. I, I guess when they shot this, okay, whenever you see the camera on one side, um, like if we're looking at Sophie over, we're doing the over the shoulder shot, the tomatoes switch sides. <laughs> so clearly at some point they moved the tray around because I was like, wait, why are the tomatoes on the right side now? The tomatoes move from left <laughs> to right side of the tray throughout the scene. So also I want to point out, because this is the first time we see it, and he wears this pretty much for the rest of the episode. Decker's wearing like a, a turtleneck. Um... And then with, like, a polo, a, a turtleneck under a polo, uh, under a jacket. It works for him. I mean, it's, it's a weird lot. layering. It's a lot. But I think it works for him. His, his hair is also, I would say, like, back more. Maybe maybe because he's in the episode so much. There seems to be I mean, more attention paid to his wardrobe, which I appreciate. I, I, can, I can never respect a polo. I love a turtleneck, but when you put a polo on top of it, you're canceling it out. So I think it's a it's a net it's a net um zero for me. Sophie and him. Sophie brought him lunch as least she could do. She uh, uh, Amy Amanda wants everyone to do like a character. What is this called? I don't. I'm not familiar uh, with like what a, this like is. A, like a yeah, like a statement of character or something. And so she starts to read it, and she's clearly getting uh, nervous because she's clearly gonna crush on Decker. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. It's great, and she's so fucking weird. I, I couldn't tell if she was genuinely just trying to be like a friend. Obviously, it's read that she has a crush on him, and maybe he has a crush on her. Um, but she is so awkward. And I, knowing that this actress will go forth and portray Jean Grey in the beloved 90s X-Men cartoon, I know that this is her choice as an actor, and I love it. Like, it's really good. I, I like that Sophie's yeah. this weird and awkward. But she's reading her character sheet, all her, all her, all the other uh, guys that are his friends have made these, which Decker's like, Sophie, be careful now. They might tell you the truth. I mean, I like it. And he, like, winks at her as he's flirting, and it's, it's fun. Um, hasn't taken a bite out of the tomatoes. And her, her character assessment is basically Decker's a nice guy, a little simple, and just not capable of doing something this complex. <laughs> That's great. He's not capable he's of these heists. mayonnaise on his face, by the way. <laughs> While we get the camera angle you're talking about, Brad, where it's on her, like over mm -hmm. his shoulder, or like over to the side, the actor Decker is eating, and he's looking off the camera and looking at something and smiling. I don't know if it's just because he's barely getting through the lines or whatever, or he's like getting into it, but it's weird. Like, it, it's neat to watch this and see it yeah but Decker really gets to shine in this and so does Sophie because she's just adorable and awkward 
It's great. Um, of course, then the cops show up again. The same two cops. Hey, Decker, uh, we got a search warrant to check your place out. Uh, he's still got mayonnaise all over his face. And so they go back into the locker room and they're they're looking around. And uh, like he's like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you guys looking for? And we got a search warrant. We, we're just searching. Like, God, fucking cops. And so they finally come to a locker with a lock on. And they're like, this one, cut the lock off. Wait, hold on. I mean, they so, should... It's a locker. Like, anybody could put something in a locker. I mean, this is when I would be really suspect that the cops may be in on this. Um, because why would they zero in on the one locker that has a lock on it? Wouldn't mm-hmm. all the lockers have a lock? Because you're protecting your yeah. valuables from other people in the gym. Mr. T does all of his all of his changes in that locker room. You know he's got a lock on there. His entire wardrobe's in there. <laughs> we see inside of this uh, duffel bag, which is Decker's, that he locked in here for some stupid reason. Again, none of it adds up. It's a ticket to St. Louis and a bus ticket. A bus ticket to St. Louis, and they say enough cash that you could probably stay there a while too. May I point out uh, yet again, the charge is embezzling $2,000. Now, I again, I know it's 80s, but like we're going from Seacouver slash Canada, um to St. Louis by bus um, and have enough money to live on for a while. Uh, Like, it's still gotta be under $2,000, right? Yes, it's under (laughs) $2,000. Like, otherwise, Um, this scheme doesn't make sense. Enough money to live on is $1,500, maybe? I don't know. I mean, it's the 80s for a while, but I'm like... A while to me is more than three months, right? Like, it's an established period of time. The way we're investigating this crime, $2,000 doesn't seem like enough money. (laughs) There has to be higher crimes in the city of Seacouver for them to, like... Why would they waste their time with this? Like, it seems stupid. This is so... I mean, again, it's 80s money, I know. But still, $2,000 is like small potatoes. It's just... I... Wouldn't he also need his passport? We still needed passports in, Can- uh, in Canada and the U.S. in the eighties. Again, are are again are we are we pretending this is in the U.S.? That's my question. It's still they still have been real cagey about that. I mean, with all the judges, you would think this should be Canada because, but who knows? I think they may. I think they're still pretending it's Seacouver. But anyway, Decker- I, what? But first of all, they've got a search warrant. Now, I understand he's accused of stealing $2,000, so they get a search warrant, they find a bus ticket and some money, and they take him to jail. For what? What is the crime? Is, is, uh, because, guess what? You can even... There's no scenario where you're not allowed to have money in an envelope and a bus ticket. Like, if they said, um, if they had released him and said, hey, uh, we think you're trying to skip town. We're going to take you into custody. Uh, and that's that's the only thing I can think of, is that like he's supposed to stay in town, and now they're, they're afraid he's going to flee. But he, it wasn't like he went to court yet. He's not... They're investigating this, but they're... Uh, this doesn't make sense. It also doesn't make sense from the, pro- uh, like the perspective of Goldie, who apparently stole $2,000 and is trying to frame it on Decker because why would you buy a bus ticket, which is expensive, 
and put enough money in this envelope for the cops to find to live off for a while. It's like he would be using all of the money to make this realistic. Exactly. And again, we know that his gambling debts are well over $2,000. He has over like what over 10,000 is that what we said? I think when 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 uh uh Sophie actually tells them after she's after she does some drawing. It's like $20,000. Like it's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I understand that he's a degenerate gambler. So maybe he yeah. took the $2,000, um put it all on red, <laughs> made, made enough money like gambling that maybe he was able to like clear it to like make enough that he could but then you're framing decker why don't you just like why don't you find a way to clear decker's name as opposed to framing him further like why don't you like put the money turn the money in anonymously i mean i know there would still be questions of how was the money embezzled to begin with but like can't you do something to let like the money he's investing more money in the framing than he clearly like would have gotten from the scam to begin with why didn't he just put this in Decker's, like, where he keeps the treasury money? And be like, Decker, I did, I, did, I think I did the books wrong. There's like 2,000 bucks. Could you recount this for me? Because Decker's dumb. He had been like, yeah, sure. Oh, look, it's right here, the extra money. It, it was in the bag you handed me. And he would have never had to frame anybody. Decker wouldn't have known any of the difference. He wouldn't I mean, even know the clear. money was missing to begin with. Who but Goldie reported this crime? I, Did Goldie report his own crime? Because he's the one that's actually doing the books, and he also has some position on this board. So Brad I don't know, man. Did he put did he put deck did he get Decker into the treasury position on purpose to be able to manipulate the books to do this? And if that's the case, if he had this long elaborate scheme to make Decker the treasurer so that he could embezzle money and then frame Decker, again, why is he investing so much money in the frame job? It doesn't make any sense, man. Doesn't make any. This is a sense. weird crime. It's it's a well, yeah. I besides the fact that it's weird. Again, back to the point. There was no reason Decker should have been arrested the second time. None no. whatsoever. None whatsoever. Decker like, went into it's, jail it's the second evidence. time. I, okay, if, if they should take that bag into evidence against Decker. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like this proves it. You embezzled the money and you were gonna leave town. But there's no arrest. Like. Yeah, dude. I I. It, you can't make sense of it. It doesn't make sense. And until we're until someone explains to us how hockey and the law works near and around Seacouver, potentially Canada, I don't know. I, I'm I'm at a loss just as you are. Dirty Decker now cops. Decker now has cred with the with the people in the tank because he's been arrested twice. He was arrested, left, arrested again, left. They're like, dude, this Decker guy, who is this up-and-comer Decker getting arrested and getting out of here? Like, people are starting to talk in the jail. And Decker's worried about this. Him and Amy Amanda go back to his place, which is a mess. And he feels just like the lowest of the low. It's all closing in on him. The lights are going out. This is, what does he say in the elevator? It's all very Kafka-esque or something, which, I, okay. Yeah, I, I was like, um, okay. I, I, Decker. Like, <laughs> you pat him on the head. It's like, okay, buddy. I can't understand if this is supposed to be a joke that he's taking this so seriously. 
Because it really does seem like he's gonna go to, to prison for this. Yeah, which is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. For 2000 bucks. It's $2,000. Granted, uh, people go to prison for, like, just weed possession and even small amounts here in the United yeah. States currently. Like, there's lots of things that get you in prison that, in the grand scheme of things, do not make sense. And it yeah. wouldn't surprise me that it started back here. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, I like, embezzling $2,000 from, like... A kids hockey team. Weird. I feel like that's community service. Like, I, I feel yeah. like you have to pay the money back plus community service. I, you know, I don't know. I like, this is not a crime that requires jail time. No, not at all. Especially Decker, too. Like, you gotta look at someone, at least I would, they would look at Decker, no previous convictions at all. Again, yeah. all these character, like, uh, uh, paragraph sheets or whatever. Of like, okay, yeah. this guy, we're gonna let you off easy. It's your first offense. Decker is down in the bottom of the bike. He is scraping the bottom bucket to him, and Amy Amanda's, like, joking at him, like, yeah, dude, you really hit rock bottom, dummy. You're not gonna go to jail. Right. And the only thing to lift him up is the kids from the hockey uh, team come to his house and are voiced over because I don't know why, but they are. And it's almost like the sound of God screaming at him from there because they come in and he's like, kids from the thing, very loudly. Decker, you gotta come back. Like, it's just like, obviously voiced. And they're like, Decker, you gotta come back. My mom Monster's is the coach. mom is, is the new coach. She's terrible. I hate her. She's not good. I'm a child actor. Very bad. Very bad. I think it's weird that Decker says, hey, kid, isn't your mom the coach? Like, don't you like that? And he's like, she's fucking terrible. <laughs> like, everyone hates his mom. And Decker wanted him to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. He's like, kids, I can't. But look, when you're down and out, just remember the stuff I taught you. Remember that it's times like this when the going gets tough that a positive attitude can help. And Amy Amanda kind of looks at him like, yeah, dummy. And he pulls himself from his bootstraps in a way up. And he's like, all right, kids, let's go get them. We're going to beat those uh, other hockey team. And also, I'm going to beat this weird thing that's happening to me. Let's do it. <laughs> Mr. T goes to the ticket office at the bus stop and talks to the person who sold the ticket. That woman uh, is very rude to Mr. T. Um, <laughs> because how could she have known, remember who it was? Tons of people I, she sees. I thought sees. for a second that she was being serious. Oh, I um, did too. Which is like, oh yeah, I've got a photographic memory. I remember everyone that comes here. Yeah, I remember a guy in the seventies. I don't remember shit, the motherfucker. Like I see, I see hundred people a day. I don't remember who buys tickets. It's pretty funny. Like yeah, I it's hilarious. And it's it's oh, a roller yeah. coaster. It's great. But it gives um, Mr. T an that, idea. Go ahead. Yes. Do you want to go for it? Yeah. So Mr. T gets the idea because he's like, hey, yeah, I got a photographic memory. I keep a I keep a mental Rolodex of a picture of every person that buys a ticket. So uh, Mr. T. Um, it's like, hey, I know just what to do. Uh, we'll get Soapy slash Sophie to draw a portrait of Gambler Goldie because they've apparently got a news, uh, like a newspaper photo of him from something. And so, and apparently she's an amazing artist and draws a picture of him. And he's going to use that to spook Goldie. Um, and also, he's had some local bookies come in to get the scoop on how much he's in debt for. Which Amy Amanda comes in and is like, what are these two fucking snakes doing in my office? Um, hey, Amy Amanda, like, stop judging people. Well, she calls them lizards, which I was like, lizards, reptoids. that's right. That's right. Reptoids are canon and TNT. <laughs> they just happen to be bookies. I don't know. Um, Look at these but lizards in my office. Lizards. Take your nose out of there, Amy Amanda. These are people that can help you, and they're helping Decker, yeah. your friend. 
So they get a plan. They all go to a stakeout, but first Mr. T has to set the bait. He breaks into or goes into the hockey, uh, like, office of, um, or the house of this guy? No, yeah, Honestly, that's his house. That's his home. He Risky. breaks into Goldie's home. And pours himself some milk? Pours himself <laughs> a glass of milk. <laughs> Weird. And again, he's wearing a Sherlock Holmes cap, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, Goldie comes and like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? Having a glass of milk. I couldn't find any cookies. I really think it is the Sherlock's home hat that makes it, like, not as threatening. Because at this point, oh, he's a yeah. detective. Like, he's just detectiving. He's just doing something on the up and up. Yeah. Get out of here, Mr. T. I don't want you in here. But he, he he scares him. It's like, the woman can identify the person she sold the ticket to. You're in big trouble. That's not true. But he doesn't know that. Um, and Sophie just needed, like, a, a drawing credit. I don't know why she was able to draw this thing. It doesn't matter. They go to the hockey brink. They're on a stakeout. There's a donut scene, which is awesome but again not integral to the plot at all it's so we so the scene starts um and we hear decker and amy amanda in the car talking and decker's eating a donut but like you just hear like mumble sounds and i thought oh my god are they making out in the car what's happening (laughs) it takes you off guard is he playing sophie Sophie in the car What's could be anything because we see well the first time we see it when he's eating the sound they're looking at the moon like it's just like a, a stock yeah. footage of the moon and then it turns out it's like hey this reminds me of a poem from high school or like college well, high school and it, which a man is like what the fuck are you talking about which the fact they're talking about a poem we're hearing the moon we hear that like i think i think there's supposed to be a joke i think we're supposed to think that they're they're making out but i think it just they moved things around or something didn't work and it just kind of fell apart and we're just seeing yeah. the aftermath of what's left because it's very weird. Um, but yeah, then Mr. T gets back in the car. He's like, all right, I got the bait set. Um, and like, Decker, how many donuts did you eat? I ate two donuts, Mr. T. Uh, what about what about you, Amy, Amanda? I had half a donut. <laughs> Where's the other half? I, <laughs> I just love how they... Because Decker, wide-eyed, <laughs> I'm in trouble. I mean, Amanda with her arms crossed is like, Motherfucker, I had a half of a fucking donut. Like, just the way they did... This scene is beautiful. Like, it's, it's just great. It's wonderful. And where's the where's the other half? You <laughs> ate it. Oh. What? Yeah. You ate three and a half donuts. <laughs> and then Decker's like, Yeah, Mr. T, you've, you've got... Uh, I don't remember what he says. He's like, You've got some... You've got some real um, intestinal... Uh, um, can condition. Huh? You're a pig. And then Mr. T's response is a growl. Just a growl. How many donuts you eat? Two. Amy. Half. I had half a donut. Who ate the other half? You did. You had three and a half donuts. Oh. Well, how come I'm still hungry? Because you got a physiological eating disorder. What? You're a pig. Hey, there he is! And he does that twice in this episode, and I fucking love it. I love just an angry growl. And they are, they're having fun with this. Amy, Amanda, and Decker. Like, when Decker says, you're a pig, it, it almost looks like they had to do this take, like, five times because they were laughing. Because there's genuine, just, like, just nice camaraderie chemistry going on in this car between all the actors, and it's really fun. Um, Wonderful. Oh, no! 
Goldie, <laughs> the gambler, showed up. We gotta go see what he's up to. So they go into the hockey thing. He goes into the, he finds this briefcase that I guess has all the money he's actually embezzled or saved. And he's getting ready to like pay off his debts. And they, they confront him in the dressing room where this is at. And they're like, it's over, man. You gotta, let's take you down to the station. You gotta tell him what's up. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna uh, shuffle everything around in here. Make it hard for you to get me. So he knocks over like all the hockey sticks, knocks over all the hockey uniforms, runs out. The door slams behind him. They can't get out. I mean, funny, funny scene. It's it's funny, but like, like, listen. I, there's Amy Amanda, who's gone to call the police just to ha- so they can come and follow up. Um, there's Decker, who works in a gym and is a hockey player apparently, and a boxer, um, and and a boxer. And there's Mr. T, and there's Goldie, this old, <laughs> overweight. A gambling addict who's now gonna run away from them. Um, dude, you don't have a fucking chance. Like, he's knocking things over, sure. But I'm like, buddy, I don't think you're getting away on this one. I, I, I would not try to outrun Mr. T. Like, that's not a good idea. He, he chased a car one time. Like... <laughs> I saw Mr. T hold a man up by his ankles and walk, like balancing this man up in a way that defies the laws of physics. You're fucked, dude. You're like, it's over. It's over. There's no chance. Like, there's no amount of adrenaline that can get this fucking dude away. When they shut the door, like when he shuts the door behind them and they for a second think that he's like locked it and Mr. T grunts are like, and then runs at the door to knock it down. He says, deck it out of the way. He almost mm. succeeds in knocking the door out, like in. Like, you see it buckle a lot. Now, granted, yeah. it's a set. We understand why. But when they go back, he's like, uh, they realize, oh, wait, I just have to open the door. Like, it's it's a, it's a, it's a pull instead of a push. No, no, because he did put the lock on it. Mr. T, it's confusing because Mr. T, but he, he breaks through, like, but... He, he, for whatever reason, they leave the door closed. So apparently his force went through the door and broke the lock off. It doesn't that's make sense crazy. with physics. That does not make sense. But the push like, and that's pull thing is what because, I was... Yeah, because we see what, we see Goldie put the lock on the door and they can't get out at first. And then Mr. T, like, you know, bashes it. And, and uh, Decker's like, ah, I see, I told you you should lay off the donuts. And then he's like, I don't think so. And then he just, like, touches the door and it opens because he's... He's he summoned all of his kinetic energy because Mr. T is an X Man as well. He he mm-hmm. he's, he summoned all of his kinetic energy and moved it through the door into the lock, which exploded. Focus and channel your energy, or chi, or whatever you want to call it. Totally did not get that from the scene the first time. Bishop, but like he's one of the two. <laughs> We know Sophie. Uh, we know Sophie's like Sophie is Jean Grey. So we'll yeah. figure out everyone else's powers. Um, while they're getting through the door, Amy Amanda happens across this guy in the dark. And we're worried for Amy Amanda. She has a flashlight. She's like, Decker? T, is that you? And thankfully, she wanders off the other way because this man is armed. And yeah. for some reason, he goes out on the ice rink. I don't know why this is the easiest way to get out or fastest way out. Does not make sense. No. Um, Mr. T tries to chase him out of the ice. Uh, Mr. T again, does not like being on ice. But luckily, Mr. T learned to drive the Zamboni machine in that awkward scene earlier. So now he's, Mr. T is now chasing a, an armed man with a Zamboni. And this guy's shooting, like shooting to kill. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess they knock him into the net. All is right with it. They, uh, they yeah. get him. They got him. De- Decker knocks the, the gun out of his hand with a hockey stick. 
And yeah, and then Mr. T like chases him with a Zamboni. This guy is a killer. Like it started with gambling debts, and now he's taking a- shots at someone. Like, dude, he's over two thousand dollars. He stole two thousand dollars, and he's shooting at somebody. Guys, what's going on? Like, he stole two thousand dollars in the hopes of hopefully trying to cover a portion of $20,000 in debt. I can see yeah. how that might be where you might draw a gun, but yeah. that's a bucket drop, buddy. You're not, yeah, but you're fucked. There's no way out of this. Like your bigger problems, the $2,000 is nothing. You could just like own up to the $2,000. Like just because you tried to frame Decker. I mean, at this point we're in real crime territory, yeah, but yeah. like, I think you could like work out a deal Especially if you give the $2,000 back. I think, like, like a deal could be struck where this is not a huge deal. Your bigger problem is still the gambling situation. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think we should have brought in, like, uh, like mobsters or something at this point and have them, like, oh, yeah. involved. Because like, this is too small stakes to have a gunfight. I don't think claiming bankruptcy gets rid of mobster debt, right? No. <laughs> They'll still come Just making sure. Debts. I mean... And they're still going to come for the... We'll collect one way or another. So he's... Yeah, it's it, it's over for him. Like, he can't... You can't do that. You can go to the cops for this $2,000 thing and get it. But they're going to find you dead. Or in... With concrete shoes in the bottom of the river. Um, he's probably safer that, in jail. He should have kept that fucking bus ticket. Like... Seriously. St. Louis. Go to those... Go to that arch. Um... All is right with the world, because once they've gotten apprehended this guy, knocked him out, the, the cops will show up eventually and arrest this guy for proper charges this time. We go back to the game, because now Decker's allowed to be the coach again, and they're, this is the uh, the semifinals game. They're about to go to the finals, and they're about to put Monster in to get this, the winning score. Don't choke this time. Um, you're more than a rhesus monkey. You're a human fucking being. Do this. And he's like, all right, Decker, I'll remember it. We go to the stands and Sophie's there and she's all like, guess what, guys? I'm going on a date with Decker. I asked him out. It's so great. Um, Amy Amanda's like, like, what? Should we know something about this? And then, like, Decker winks at her. So I yeah, think. Yeah, this is spicy. It's getting good over here. I can't wait to see where this goes. This is um, I love it. Um, these two weirdos. Amy Amanda um, has uh, what I hope is a fake fur jacket on that's huge. And Mr. T has a bad. giant hat on that's also oh. fur. He's, he's, yeah, it's like that, like a, like the big Russian hat. Yeah, um, and Ma monsters the, beside uh, him, screaming her head off to her kid ugh. down there on the ice. He has to block it out to get this, this game yeah. won. But uh, Mon- monster uh, scores scores at the last second and uh, wins the big game, and everyone cheers. Ma monster stands up and knocks Mr. T's coffee into his lap, and we do a freeze frame. For the credits, which I fucking love, because it's like, ah! We catch it in the moment of, like, him getting coffee on it, and they freeze it, and they, like, roll the credits. But then they do something I did not expect. They yeah. pay it off. They start it back up again before they do the credits, yeah. and we see the coffee, and Mr. T's like, what's going on? I, I think because they I think they couldn't get a good shot otherwise. I think this was, like, a one-take situation. We only have the one pair of pants for Mr. T. Because he spills the coffee, and we freeze frame on, like, the... You can kind of see it spilling... And then, like, it freezes, and then we go and we, we go back into motion, and it, you know, spills on his pants, and he's, like, laughing. Like, you think he would he would be angry. I think that's more of what you should do. But I think it's just Mr. T's actually laughing at spilling coffee on himself. And if you look at the other actors, 
while they're like, yeah, they all are obviously aware of this because they're filming this. They're doing, I about have to do the take. But the woman who plays Amy Amanda looks genuinely just like, this is so fun to watch us pull this, like for him to smoke yeah. coffee on himself. Like, it's just great. I, I would love to be on set to see what it was like to record this thing, like film oh, it. It's a delight. It's a delight. That's the end of the episode. All is right with the world. Winners and yeah. losers, Brad. <sighs> I Goldie lost... Like, oh, yeah, first hardcore. Of all, Goldie. Insane gambling debts. Yeah. Um, also, now he's got like an attempted murder charge. <laughs> with an with um, attempted murder with a gun charge. He lost all his friends. Decker counted him as a friend. That's gone. He's never gonna be able to serve on any in any type of capacity on this kid <laughs> hockey team. And I don't know what got him that office, but it is gone. Yeah. He lost. He lost hard. Who won? I would like to say Sophie may have won mm-hmm. because Sophie's man got out of trouble, mm-hmm. but he's got that cred. So he's got that. He's a, he's kind of a bad boy now because he actually went to jail. Right. And, um, you know, her, she's a very, I would say her art is actually pretty good as far as like the character she drew of that yeah. guy. She's going nowhere but up and she's got a date with the hunk of her dreams. And he winked at her, Brad. My heart melted when he winked at her. Yeah. I was like, this is happening. This is real. Sophie's a big winner. Congrats, Sophie slash Sophie. You took your time getting onto the show, but we're glad you're here. Yeah, yeah, you're pulling out all the stops now, kid. I like it. Best dressed, worst dressed. It's easy. Um, hockey game at the end. Mr. T's hat. Um, uh, best dressed. I Amy Amanda, agree. worst dressed. Yeah. There's a lot of things in between, like the Decker's outfit you mentioned, where it's like the turtleneck, the polo, and the jacket. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I thought it worked for him, but at the same time, you're right. That's too much conflicting things. A lot of the, I'm against polos. A lot of the hockey stuff going on. There, there's some weird things going on in here. I, but all that to say, you were correct. Those are the. I, do hockey players wear like garters and girdles? What is this? I don't shit? think they, they do anymore. Or if they like, do, it's been replaced by something else. Why the garters? The garters is the weirdest thing to me, and I don't understand that. Is it to keep... Maybe it's because I know they have, like, really thick... Or at least, like, the goalie has really thick knee pads on so that they can, like, hit the ice really quick. So I guess keeping that up, there might be a better way to do it than a garter. But maybe that is the the way they used to do it in the 80s. I don't know. Very weird. Maybe gar- maybe Velcro just wasn't, like, If, if anybody has any Canada um, um, hockey facts, Illyrio, I'm looking at you. Um, but again, anyone else that of... knows how this shit works, um, we need some explanations about this episode. I know, What's with yeah. your legal system? What's with your rig outs? We should try to interview that writer for the show at some point to get mm-hmm. the, the real facts behind some of these episodes. Mm-hmm. We also mm-hmm. need to interview someone who knows anything about Canadian hockey sports. To really understand, well, Canadian sports in general, I've still got questions about how boxing works mm-hmm. uh, in the Canadians. And maybe someone from Canada's, uh, well, I don't think he would ever allow us to uh, interview a detective or a policeman on no, the show. No, no cops, no cops. Um, hard rule on this podcast, um, no cops ever again. Maybe, what about Made a- Made Can- mistake before, never again. What about a Canadian lawyer, a judge- but they have um, to be in full outfit, and we have to video record it. Okay, we'll take a judge only if they're in outfit, or a defense attorney. There you go. No prosecutors. Just to know what's going on, because there's a lot of things I don't understand. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Thank you. Brad, it's always a pleasure to do this podcast with you. Um, Indeed. Fun times. Um, get at us. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on YouTube. We are also got a website, ramjackpodcast.com. Get at us. Tell us what's going on in your lives. What's 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 bothering you? Um, what's out there in the world? Yeah. 
what's out there. And just a little uh, message to all those those fucking scientists out there. Uh, you know, you guys, you play around a lot, and you you're uh, you think you're you're doing oh we're doing science, we're doing important science, we're we're studying things. Well, you know what? You're fucking assholes. You're jerks and you're assholes. And I just want to say, let that monkey have his truth. The monkey's treats. He won the jackpot. We well, gotta, we gotta be able to use a mouse correctly to, to, to get a. You're gonna show a monkey like, oh look at all these delightful treats. Guess what, monkey? You, you gotta earn them. Bootstraps. Fuck off. It's unrealistic. One, rhesus monkeys don't even play in the same system we do. Like the concept of a jackpot is not even something that they were even equated with to this point. It's unfair. Give them yeah, the treats. It's, it's fucking bullshit. We oh we we can have a monkey be able to use a mouse. Listen, monkeys don't monkeys don't need to be using a mouse. No, we don't we don't need we don't need monkeys doing spreadsheet work. Okay. Like, they don't need a break from the ethereal. Like, <laughs> there are humans who need a break, okay, from the there, supernatural there humans, cloud. There are humans that's over that want to get away from the mystical world and, like, move a mouse around and do a spreadsheet, all right? The monkey just wants his goddamn treats. And you scientist motherfuckers are fucking around with that. I don't like it. I don't like it and I don't appreciate it. I almost forgot that we talked about giving the paranormal people a break. They just need a break. Yeah. From this uh, supernatural, just uh, I got to disconnect. I got to work seriously. on the spreadsheets. It's and just just reminded everybody else. Um, listen, uh, I we need a break from paying those hosting fees. So uh, if you want to just if you want to send those dollars, we're still accepting those. So feel free to send those dollars because that that uh, that bill's coming due next month. So uh, you might want to want to send that. Send Sammy, send Tammy fake spells. Send mm-hmm. us money. Thank you, thank you. 